Okay, we're learning Daf Yutes. So the sugi that we're learning, Mars in the middle of the sugi, whether Batla Megillah's Tainus or Lo Batla Megillah's Tainus. The question is, again, Megillah's Tainus is a book, it's a collection of prizes written most of the, to celebrate all the minor holidays, any sort of moral victory which existed during the second base of Megillah. So as I were Masakin in those days, you're not allowed to fast, you're not allowed to eulogize, you're not allowed to do certain things like that. And the question is, what happens post the destruction of the second base of Mikdash? Do we say that all the Leos Yom Tovim are bottle? Or do we say that they're still in existence? So what happened? The Gemara Kasha from a price at the end of Yud Chesimut Beis from the scenario of Gimel Tishrei. And Gimel Tishrei, they made it a fast. They made it into a day you're not allowed to fast. They made it into a Yantif. And the reason Gimel Tishrei is a Yantif is because there was a Takana that you were supposed to write Hashem's name in all of the Shtaros, which was not a good Takana. This is in the time after the Persian, the Persians and then the Greeks uh, eventually were, were destroyed by the Hashemunah. So they made a Takana in the euphoria of the victory that they should always write Hashem's name everywhere, but it wasn't a good thing. So when they were mavatal that takana to take away the problem, they made Gimel Tishrei into a Yantif. So the Gemara was saying at the bottom of Yer if it's after the time of the base of Mikdash, all the Yom Tovim now are bottle, you think we're going to make more? So the Gemara is assuming it happened after the base of Mikdash. So there's no way we would make more Yom Tovim. So if we see that we're making more Yom Tovim, then it must be a proof that um, low butler Megillah's time. So the Gemara says, No, the base of Mikdash was still around. This Yantif, which the Bryce was talking about, Gimel Tishrei, is only talking about when the base of Mikdash stood. But in Achanami, after the base of, after the base of Mikdash was destroyed, there's no more uh, Yom Tovim. So the Gemara doesn't like that. Top of your testament, Aleph. It can't be that it's talking about after the destruction of the second base of Mikdash. I'm sorry, that it's talking about during while the base of Mikdash stood. Because if it's while the base of Mikdash stood, anyways, it was a, it was a holiday. Because the third of Tishrei is the day Gedalia was killed. During when the, the base of Mikdash, all the fast days are actually holidays. So if it was Gimel Tishrei while the base of Mikdash stood, anyways, it's a Din Yantif. Because of it's the fact that it's, it's Som Gedalia, which is a Yantif while the base of Mikdash stands. Elamai, it has to be after the base of Mikdash was destroyed. If it have to be after the base of Mikdash was, was destroyed, so then the Kasha comes back, you see that uh, we're not going to be making, it doesn't make sense that we'd be adding new Yamim Taivim afterwards uh, if, if Butler Megillah is Tainus. So the Gemara says, no, Amar Rav, really, it took place during when the base of Mikdash stood. Ah, you have a Kasha, what was the purpose of it? If anyways, it was, a, uh, it was a happy day because it was during the base of Mikdash, the answer is, the reason that they made a new Takana that it should be Yontif on the third of Tishrei is to Aser fasting even on the day before. Meaning, any of the days in Megillah's Tainus that are Yom and Tovim, not only is it Aser to fast on those days, it's also to fast on the day before as well. There's like an Erev Yontif, and on the Erev Yontif as well, you're not allowed to fast. So because of the fact that they added an extra component and they said that the third of Tishrei is a happy day because of the documents, then you're not, then it's going to be also to fast even the day before. And that's why they made it a new, a new, a new Yontif. They made it a new Yontif so that it would be fasting would be also the day before as well. Ah, it should be also to fast the day before because it's the day before Gedalia, before it's its own Gedalia, which is a Yontif. So the answer is, is that that we're going to see and that we, Chazal only answered the day before when it was like their invention. When it's a, a Dindra Bonan, that it's a Yontif, 
So then they said that the day before is, 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 is also to fast as well. But the, the day of Gedalia, which is Divri Kabbalah, it's almost like something which comes from the Torah, so then we don't have to ask the day before. We're going to see that it will emerge from the Chakra Tire in one second. So the bottom line is, is that the reason why they made Gimel Tishrei into a, into a happy day, even though it was a Yontif anyway, is in order to ask the day before. So the Gemara says, the Gemara, Nami, the day before, the second of Tishrei, typically it's the day after Rosh Chodesh, so it's like an Isru Chag. So we know that on the days that are in the Megillah's time, it's not only is it also to fast the day before, it's also also to fast the day after as well, like the Erev Yontif and the Isru Chag. So the Gemara assumes you should have the same thing because it's the day that's after Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh is the first of Tishrei, or call it Rosh Hashanah, it should be the same thing in this case. So the Gemara is assuming that the bays, the bays of Tishrei should also be a day you can't fast because it's the day after Rosh Chodesh. So if you want to say the reason why they made Gimel, the Gimel Tishrei into a Yantav is to Aser Beis in fasting, that anyways would have been Aser in fasting because it's the day which is after Rosh Chodesh. So the Gemara explains, no, Rosh Chodesh, Daraisa, Daraisa, Lobay Chizik. Rosh Chodesh is a Daraisa, Dika Yantav. So a Daraisa, Dika Yantav, you don't have to be Mechazik. This din that the day before and the day afterwards is Aser, that's only true when it's a Darabonan form of a Yantif. When it's a rabbinic form of a Yantif, like the, the noon things that the rabbis were Misak and Megillah's Tainis, there they strengthened it. And they said the day before and the day after is Aser. But when it's a Daraisa Yantif, it's not true that the day before and the day after is Yantif. So Beis Tishrei was not Aser, even though it was the day after Rosh Chodesh, but so what? You don't have to strengthen Rosh Chodesh. So it wouldn't have been Aser. But now that they said that Gimel Tishrei, we're going to make and legislate that it's a new Manir Yantif because of the fact that uh, the, the din to write Hashem's name in the stars was revoked, so then Beis Tishrei is going to be Aser as well. The time, as we see in the price of the price of Megillah's Tainus says itself, it speaks it out. The, the days which are written in Megillah's Tainus, it's also to fast both the days before and the day after. In other words, the Rabbanon the day before and the day after, you can't fast. But Shabbos V'yam Tovim, in regard to Shabbos and Yontif, Hema Surim, on Shabbos and Yontif itself, they're also. Lifnei Blach Rein Mutter, but Erev Shabbos, and the day that's after Shabbos or Yontif is Mutter. Mahefesh Ben Zelazes, says the price of what's the difference between this and that? Why are Shabbos and Yontif the day before and the day after Mutter? But by Yom Tovim and the Megillah's Tainers, which are only Drabonan, we're ossering the day before and the day after. Like, why are we being stricter with Drabonans than Daraisas? The answer is, halalu divrei Torah. Things that are Torah, you don't have to strengthen things that are from the Torah. But halalu divrei sofrim, the things that are listed in the Megillah's Tainers are only from the Rabbanon. The divrei sofrim, things which are only Torabonon have to be strengthened. So it's counterintuitive. But in a Yontif, which is only Midrabanon, there we say there's a din that the heir of Yontif and the Isru Chag is also Asr to fast. It is also Asr to fast. But the days that are Daraisa, the heir of Yontif and the Isru Chag are not Asr to fast. So putting that all together, even though it sounds like a very backwards thing, but again, we have to be mechazik derabonans. So derabonan de kiyantif, you have to ask for the day before and the day after. Derabonan de kiyantif, you don't have to. So bays cheshvan would have been mutter. It was, there, was no, it, it, there wouldn't have been any reason it was asr. The fact that it's the day after Rosh Chodesh wouldn't have made it asr. The fact that it's the day before the holiday of Tzom Gedalia wouldn't have made it asr. But the fact that the Rabbanon came along and said that Gimel Tishrei is a, is a, is a, is a nice new minor Yantif with the Rabbanon because we abolished the din to write Hashem's name in Shtaros, now that's going to trigger that Bez Tishrei also will be also because it's the Erev of the Yantif to Rabbanon. So that was the, the incentive, that was, was motivating the Rabbanon to make Gimel Tishrei into a Yantif even though it already was a Yantif because it was during the base of Mikdash was standing. Says the Gemara, but why doesn't Gedali ben Achikam have that as well? But typically, the second Tishrei was the day before Gedali ben Achikam was killed. So what the Gemara is asking is that, the ha- that even if it was a happy day, but it's not a Daraisa, the day that Gedali ben Achikam was killed is 
a something that comes from the Navi. So presumably the Gemara thinks it should be Asr the day before as well. So anyways, based Tishrei was Asr. And the Gemara explains, no. That's from something that comes from the Navi. Something that comes from the Navi has the same status as something which comes from the Torah. So meaning, just like Divrei Torah ain't Srichem Chizek, just like when you have a, a, a holiday that's, that's from the Torah, there's no din that the day before and the day after are Asr and fasting. So to a day that comes from the Navi, there's no din that the day before and the day after are Asr and fasting. So the holiday of Tzom Gedalia, while the second base of Mikdash was standing, would not have triggered that base Tijre would be Asr, because it has the status of Divrei Kabbalah. So therefore, there was a place for the rabbis to come in and say, I know that right now Gimel Tishrei is a happy day, but we're going to make it that it's our happy day as well. We're going to make it a Din Yantif Midrabanan. And the reason we'll make it a Yantif Midrabanan is so that it will trigger that Beis Tishrei as well will be Aser. So bottom line, where are we? We are at the point that we're not sure if Megillah's Tainus is butler after the Beis Mikdash or not. All those new small Yom and Tovim, did they go away after the destruction of the Beis Mikdash? We thought we had a proof because it says that Gimel Tishrei is one of the days that was Masukin as one of the, hol- the minor holidays in Megillah's Tainus. The Gemara thought there was no way that that's during the second Beis Mikdash because during the second Beis Mikdash, anyways, it was a happy day because it was that they did some Gedali during the Beis Mikdash, anyways, it was Yantif. Must be it was post the Beis Mikdash and we see that Megillah's Tainus existed. The Gemara is coming out, it's not a proof. The whole din that the Rabbana were Misak and Gimel Tishrei as a Yontif because they took away the name of Hashem and the Shtaros, that was really only during the Beis HaMikdash. I, why would the Rabbana need to be Misak in it if anyways it was a happy day because it was Song Gedalia? The Tarets is the Rabbana were Misak in it in order to trigger that the Erev Yontif as well would be Aser. Because the Erev Yontif based Tishrei wouldn't have been Aser without the fact that Gimel Tishrei was a Yontif mid Had it just been the day that Gedalia was killed or the day that's after Rosh Chodesh, that wouldn't have been a reason that it was Aser to fast. Because Tivrei Torah ain't Srichim Chizik. And even the words of the Navi don't need a Chizik. So the Rabbanan were Mesagin that no, Gimel Tishrei is a Yantif Midr And if it's a Yantif Midr then it will trigger that base Tishrei is Asr. But if after the base of Mikdash was destroyed, the whole thing falls away. Okay, so the Gemara is coming out that we don't have any proof from here that Megillah's Tainus exists after the second base of Mikdash. What end did they make it a Yantif Midr Meaning like, once it's a Yantif Midr then we have the day. And, and the day before. Because as a Yantif Right. But if it's a darais, you don't need it. Or it's a right, that's what's interesting, is that they, they made Gimel Yontif a Yontif Midrabanan when it was anyways a Yontif of Divrei Kabbalah. Why did they do that? Because it would trigger that Beis Tishrei would be also. You're asking, but they didn't do anything different to Gimel Tishrei. Gimel Tishrei was still a happy day in and of itself because of Gedalia. But Lamaisa, what you see is that the Rabbanan put in their Din Yontif as well. There's like two Dinim now of Gimel Tishrei. Gimel Tishrei is a, was a, during the second place of Mikdash. It was a happy day because it was Son Gedalia. And it was a happy day because of this Yontif and Rabbanan with the Shtaras. The reason why the Rabbanan did that, if it wasn't doing anything, is because it triggered, since it was a Yontif and Rabbanan as well, that the, the Beis Tishrei would protect it. Because or else you need a Chizik. And I get your point. It's funny. You don't... You have to be mechazik, the yantif midrabonon, even if that day also was a yantif daraisa. It sounds funny, right? But that's a very fascinating thing. If it was Kadkama, it would have made a yantif midrabonon, it would trigger the error of yantif being usher, despite the fact that Gimel Tishrei, anyways, was a yantif of different kaval. I understand what you're struggling with. It's very interesting. Says the Gemara Master of Tuba Barmasa, the Esther Vitamibay, the 28th day of Adar. This is from the Gemilas There was a good news that came to the Jewish people. What was good about the 28th of Adar? This is a day that we don't have to remove ourselves from learning. Why? One time the Romans made a decree. We shouldn't do Brismila. We should be Machal Shabbos. The Romans went off to the main things. 
What did Yudam and Shambuah and his, all the other's friends do? They took advice from a Roman woman. A Matronisa was like a very noble woman, and they, they, were, they had a relationship with this Roman noble woman. And they asked her, you know, what should we do? And she had a lot of political influence. Although a lot of the, the great people of Rome were around her a lot. So Amalahem, she gave her advice. Go and make a protest. Go and make a protest to the Roman government at night. What's the protest? That they protested at night. Amr, they said, come on, do this for, for the shame Shemaim, meaning they're speaking to the Romans. It's an interesting thing. And they're crying out in the name of Shemaim. Aren't we your brothers, right? Rome is Esau. We're Yaakov. We're your brothers. We're from the children of the same father. We even come from the same mother. We're twins, right? Why are we being singled out from any other nation? That you're being making such harsh decrees on us. And what happened? Because they cried out, the protests were successful. They were mavatal all the decrees. Therefore, the Rabbanu were misakin that the 28th day of Adar should be a yantif when it's usher to fast. So this is what happened. So we see that one of the days, at Miguel's Dynasty is the 28th of Adar, the day that they were able to revoke the Roman decree that you're not allowed to learn or circumcise or keep Shabbos. Now, Frank the Gemara, the Gemara assumes that this happened after the base of Miguel was destroyed. We'll see why. If everything else which existed during the base of Miguel was canceled, why are you making new Yom Tavim? Meaning clearly if we're making new Yom Tavim after the base of Miguel was destroyed, you see that low Batla Miguel is now, maybe you'll say, no, that this Yontif was instituted when the base of Mikdash was standing. Who said that this 28th of Adar thing happened after the Chorban? can't be. Who's the person in the story? Yehuda ben Shamua. Yehuda ben Shamua was a student of Reb Meir. For a Meir Basar Achiava. When did Reb Meir live? Um, he lived after the base of Mikdash was destroyed. How do we know that? The Gemara doesn't have to bring that evidence. Like, that's like Pashatas, when Rameir lived. Everybody knows when Rameir lived. Rameir and Rabbi Yehuda, we know they were Talmidim, uh, you know, coming off of Yavne. We know Yavne, Rabbi Yehuda, like, that's like Pasha to the Gemara. We don't have to give evidence. But what we have to give evidence is that Yehuda ben Shamua was a student of Rameir. How do we know that? The time, the time, the time, it says in the Bible, what about a glass utensil that got a hole, became unusable, and then what happened is you poured some lead into it to plug up the hole. So now this is just a little background. This is basic halacha. Um, metal, Rabbanim or Misakin, that if you fix a metal kli, even if it became unusable, if you fix it, it still is makabal tumma. Maybe it's only meant to Rabbanim, maybe really lost that shame kli when it broke, but if you fix a metal kli, it's makabal tumma. If you fix a glass kli, it's not makabal tumma. The reason is because glass kli are only meant to Rabbanim that they're makabal tumma. So we're more lenient once it became unusable, even if you fix it, it's not makabal tumma anymore. A metal kli, if you fix it, is makabal tumma. So if I have a glass kli that I fix with a metal, so what's that? It's metal and glass. So it was a, me- it was a glass kli, but I'm putting a, a lead. I'm putting lead to plug up the hole. So we say that said in the name of Rameir that it's Tameh. Why they go after the thing that's fixing it. The thing that's fixing it is metal. So it's like a metal kli that's fixed, which is Makabal Tumah. The Rabbanan go after the main ingredient of the kli, which is glass. Glass galen, which are fixed, are not Makabal Tumah. So bottom line is, all we need to take away from there is that Yehuda ben Shemua is a disciple of Rameir. Because he's quoted there in the Mishnah as, as saying something in the name of Rameir. We know when did Rameir live? After the base of Mikdash. So Yehuda 
Ben Shamua clearly also lived after the Beis HaMikdash. And in his days, they made this whole story with the Nerobin noble woman uh, on the 28th of Adar. So what's our takeaway? Our takeaway is that they're making these minor Yom Tovim after the destruction of the second Mesa Mikdash. So clearly we see low Batla Megillah's Tainus. We see that the Megillah's Tainus, Brisa, the Dinam of these small Yom Tovim are still in effect after the Chorban of Bias. Okay, so we end up with a very clear proof. And when the Gemara doesn't try to reject it, but the Gemara concedes, and the Gemara just try, says, Tanahi, the issue that we're talking about, if Batla Megillah's Tainus, in reality, it's a Machlokas Tanam. Yes, you just proved from that Baraisa that it was low Batla. They were being Misak in the 28th of Adar as a holiday after the Korban. But in the truth, other people disagree. The Tanya says in the Brasi Yama, these days that are said in Megillah's Tainus, whether during the Beis Mikdash is standing, whether the Beis Mikdash is not standing, it's also to fast on them. Divrei Rebbe Meir. These are the words of Rebbe Meir. Rebbe says, no. If the Beis Mikdash is standing, then it's also to fast. Because it's a, it's, it's a time of happiness. During this Beis Mikdash, it's a happiness. But if the Beis Mikdash is destroyed, it becomes mutter to fast on these days. Why? He holds Batlam and Gilas But look at this language of the Gemara. It's a very hard language. Look at the language. It's a time of mourning for them. What does that mean? Once the base of Mikdash was destroyed, and now the, we have these minor days, today they're days of mourning. Why? Because you know what it is? It's like bittersweet. You remember that we once had a moral victory, but the fact that now that we don't have a base of Mikdash, that overwhelms us. So it actually, not only, it's like, instead of it being a positive holiday, what happened is the fact that we don't have a base of Mikdash anymore makes us sadder on that day. You're sadder on the day that you recall the anniversary of something happy or happening in a better time. Very deep idea. In other words, you had a better time and the Beis HaMikdash stood and you had a moral victory. Something good happened. Now the Beis HaMikdash is lost and you're suffering. Stop. Life isn't good. When you get to the anniversary of the day that you remembered once that something good happened, that day actually is a sadder day. That's why you old Butler McGill is tying very, very interesting Lashon Gemara. So it's not Stam, oh, the Beis HaMikdash is destroyed, so Megillah's Tainus is bottle. It's deeper than that. It's the day that these days come on the calendar. Once we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, it becomes like a little bit bittersweet. It's like too sad of a day now to observe as a, as a holiday. Very interesting idea. It's like you're going to remember the time when the Jewish people were in control and they were able to be Mavatal, all Xerus and this and that. You can't do that. You can't do that at a time when the people are suffering. Fascinating. So bottom line is, it's a machlokas tanam, if batlum megillah's tainus or low batlum megillah's tainus. How do we paskin? is that megillah's tainus is batlum. And that's why most of the things that there, we don't even know of today, right? We have never even heard of them because it's batlum. However, says the Gemara Vilchas, low Batlu. Actually, the Allah is it wasn't Batlu. Satamar, what does that mean? You just said it was, right? Kasha Hilchasa Hilchasa. Satamar, low Kasha. Kan Vachanaka, Bakurim, Kan Vashar Yome, Chanaka, and Purim, which also come from Megillah's Tainis, so that those weren't taken away. Right? And as we explained, since they have mitzvos which became publicized, the rabbis didn't take them away. That's what we saw yesterday. Whereas, regards to all the other Yamim, which don't have a Yom, yom Tovim assume with them, so therefore, they were bottle. Now, Lamaisa, there's a big shaila everybody talks about here is what's with, what's with Tainus Esther? Tainus Esther should be also to fast because it's Erev, a day of Megillah's Tainus. Right? The Gemara is saying that. So how are you allowed to fast Megillah's Esther? So it's a big question. It's really, it's not so, it's not so clear. A lot of people hold that Perm really is different Kabbalah. It's not from the, it's not, right? Perm is, 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 in, is in the Navi. So Hanukkah is not. 
but, but perms in the Navi. So if perms in the Navi, it should be like Divir Kabbalah, Divir Kabbalah, Tzrichim Chizik. So why is it listed here as being part of the things that are part of the Megillah's Tainus? Because the Megillah's Tainus crystallized some, certain of the dinim, the, the Megillah is pretty vague. It's not such a clear thing at the end of the day, whether or not the status of Purim is something of Megillah's Tainus or Divir Kabbalah. But, from, but definitely Hanukkah is something that's from Megillah's Tainus. That's very clear. Well, right, Erev Hanukkah and, right, and the day after it's also the fast. Exactly. Exactly. That's what you come out. Okay? Yeah, that's a very interesting question. I think it has a lot to do with where Megillus, where it comes from. You know what I mean? Um, I believe there are Rishonim who hold that you're right. Some Rishonim hold that it comes from the Megillah. Tainus Esther. Other Rishonim hold not. Okay. All right, says the Gemara, what did the Mishnah say? That there was, again, one of the times that we go out to tell people when we were Makadash HaKadosh. Again, Basin could be Makadash on either, either day 30 or day 29. So the based in certain months would go out and tell people. Other months, it wasn't so important that they found out. But six months were important. So one of them was Elo. Why? They have to know when Rosh Hashanah is. Al Tishrei, they took on us in the beginning of Tishrei, so that people know when Sukkot is. So the Gemara says like this, Kim as soon as they go out for Elo, so everybody knows Right, if Av had twenty nine or thirty days, they have an accurate start of when El started. Why do they have to go out again for Tishrei? What's the point? Why do they have to go out again for Tishrei? Maybe because people out in Galus don't know if there were thirty days in El or twenty nine days of El, so they're not going to know when Sukkot is. However, and you might remember this from Masechus Beitzah, from the times of Ezra and An, Elo was never a full month. Meaning hundreds of years, Elo was always 29 days. Now it doesn't seem like it was a din that it had to be 29 days, but it happened to be the way that the calendar is calculated, it never comes out. So if that's true, then everybody can just assume that El is going to be 29 days, right? Because for hundreds of years, it always came out that way. So if you, consistently for hundreds of years, El is only 29 days. The people in Chutzla Arts, as long as they know when El started, so then they're automatically going to know when, 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 when Tishrei is going to start because they'll know that day 30 is really day one of Tishrei. So the Gemara's Kasha is, we don't need new shluchim, new messengers to go out to tell the people when Tishrei, when, when, whether or not there were 30 or 29 days in Elah. So the Gemara says, yeah, no. Never, the reason we never found Elah to be full is because it wasn't necessary to make it full. But if it would be necessary, we would theoretically do it. And the Gemara is going to tell us, we're going to learn about it tomorrow, that there actually are certain reasons when Basin with Davka almost pushed the Edom off and not let them come on day 30 and uh, tell us that it's Rosh Chodesh, and Dafka make sure that day 30 is part of Elul, and only the next day is Tishrei. We're going to learn about special circumstances when the rabbis would do that. But the bottom line is that the Gemara is answering is, just because for hundreds of years it never happened that way, doesn't mean it's guaranteed that it's always going to be that way, which is a fascinating thing. Hundreds of years consistently it was that way. But Lamaisa, you still need Shluchim to go out because of the possibility that it wasn't that way. There is always Lamaisa a possibility where we would have 30 days of Elul, in which case we would definitely have people celebrating the wrong day if they were just relying on the consistency of Elul always being 29. So therefore we have Shluchim going out to tell us um, in, the, in the month of Tishrei as well. If you would make Elul full, that would mess up Rosh Hashanah for people who live far away. What does the Gemara mean? People living outside Yerushalayim, they're definitely just going to follow the rope, right? So they're going to go with the fact that for hundreds of years, Ella was always 29 days. So for them, they're always just going to celebrate Rosh Hashanah on the 30th day. And if you make Ella full, then it's going to turn out that you made all the people who live far away, you're going to make them observe Rosh Hashanah on the wrong day. That's what the Gemara is saying. 
Now, what's interesting here, and this is really what it sounds like, it sounds like in the Gemara that people were observing only one day of Rosh Hashanah who lived far away. And the reason why they were observing only one day of Rosh Hashanah, even though they didn't know they weren't there to watch basically Makadish to Chodesh, but the reason they were doing that is because they were following the consistency of hundreds of years that Ella was always 29 days. That's what it sounds like in the Gemara. It sounds like people were following that. And now the Gemara is asking if you are the court, how in the world would you ever, you know, uh, orchestrate that there should be 30 days of Elul and not accept the witnesses or whatever it is if you're going to mess up what people are doing? That's what, what it sounds like in the Gemara. It means a little bit problematic with some of the things that maybe we learned in Beitzah. But it seems like it, that from this Gemara, that the practice of the people outside of Israel was that they were only doing one day of Rosh Hashanah because they were following the assumption that there were only going to be 29 days. So the Gemara says, you're right, we would mess them up. But it's better that we mess them up than to be mess up the other holidays. Meaning there are times when it's for the better good, the greater good, to make sure that there are 30 days in El. Just to give an example, what the Gemara is going to say tomorrow, the Gemara says if Yontif would fall on a Sunday then, or, or a Friday, then we have to make sure that we push it off because or else you're going to have two days in a row when you can't pick vegetables. All the vegetables for the second day won't be fresh. So we have to make a th- change it and make sure that there aren't 30 days in El, that there are 30 days in El to make it, to push it off one day. So that's a greater good to make sure for most of Klaistral, a greater good that we don't have that. It's more important that we do that than to worry about some people living out somewhere far remote location who it's going emerge that they did Rosh Hashanah on the wrong day. Fascinating ideas. So the Gemara therefore is saying is that bottom line is there is always a possibility of Elul being 30 days. And since there is a possibility of Elul being 30 days and there are times when the rabbis would dafka see for it to be that way. So therefore there would be shluchim who would go out in the month of Tishrei to inform people whether or not the rabbis did that. Says the Gemara, Dekanami, 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 It says they go out for Tishrei because of the Takana of the Moados. Right? We see from here that the Rabbanim were concerned about the other Yom Tovim. It didn't just say because of the Yom Tovim, but it said because of the Takana of the Moados. So meaning, it wasn't Stam that there was an uncertainty if Elul was 29 days or 30 days. If it was just the uncertainty, you would follow the consistency of Elul always being for hundreds of years, 29 days. But there are certain times, as we're going to learn tomorrow, that the rabbis had to fix things. Takana Zamoados, where they would fix things to make sure that you don't have a Friday or a Sunday, which is a Yantif. And in order to fix things, that's what the rabbis would be doing, is that they would make sure um, that there would be 30 days in Elul and change what day of the week Yantif would fall out on. Okay. So bottom line is, it sounds like the takeaway of the Gemara is that for all, usually almost always El is 29 days, but the bottom line is there is a possibility of it being 30 days. The rabbis would sometimes see to it that it would be that way, and that's why we have Shluchim going out in Tishrei as well. Continues the Gemara, We said for Kisle because of Hanukkah, and an other because of Purim. The Mishnah did not say that if it became a leap year, then they should go out for the second Adar as well. Meaning, let's say they went out for Adar, and then people knew when Adar was started, but sometime during the month of Adar, they declared it a leap year. Remember, they could declare it a leap year until Nisan. So sometime during Adar, they declared it a leap year. That means there's going to be a second Adar. Why, don't, why doesn't the Mishnah say that now we have to send out further messengers again for Adar Shani to know when to celebrate Purim? Because a Purim that you celebrated in the first Adar doesn't count if you make a second Adar. Meaning, let's say you celebrate Purim because you thought it was the right time. Then the rabbis make a leap year. Do you have to celebrate a second perm? Presumably, yes. What perm is in the second Adar? If so, we should have to send out messengers again. Must be, must listen to local Rebbe. The Tanya says in the price of Rebbe Yomer, Let's say we celebrate Purim, but um, 
I'm sorry, if, if we make it a leap year, so then Rabbi says, yeah, you have to send out messengers to tell people when the second Adar is because they have to know when to celebrate Purim. So our Mishnah, for some reason, isn't saying that. Our Mishnah is saying, if we make it a leap year, Mishnah does not make a point of saying we have to send out messengers again. But Rebbe makes a point of saying in the Brisa that if we make it a leap year, we do have to send out messengers again to tell people when the second Adar is. So what's Pshad in the Machlokas? So very clearly, there is a dispute on our hands. There is a dispute if there would be a, a second Adar, if there would be a leap month, do, are we going to send out messengers again? But what's Pshad in the Machlokas? The town of our Mishnah holds any of the mitzvahs of the second Adar, like Purim, also apply in the first Adar. What does that mean that they apply in the first Adar? It means that any of the mitzvahs of Purim, B'diyavit, if you did them on the first Adar, B'diyavit, it would be okay. You don't have to do it again. So that's why we don't have to send out messengers. Because even if they, never, even if they didn't get the right date, so what? The mice in the first Adar, they did it. So if they got it in the first Adar, who cares? it's not so important that they get the right date of the second Adar. They already were Yoytze Purim. We don't have to send out messengers for the second Adar. The mitzvahs of second Adar do not apply in the first Adar, meaning you're not Yoytze with what you did in the first Adar. You have to do it again. Since you have to do it again, we better send out messengers. Must be, that's the Machlekes. So, that's Napshat. Everybody agrees that the mitzvahs that apply in the second Adar cannot be done in the first Adar. You definitely have to do Purim again. There's no question. So, ah, you should be postured. You have to send out messengers. They're disagreeing about whether or not there's a fixed number of days for the first Adar. In other words, the first Adar, is it a guarantee to have the right amount of, a certain, always have a set amount of days? The Tanya says, How many days does the first Adar have? Meaning when normally... Most, usually it's 29-30, 29-30, alternating months. And there's no set amount that it usually is. But is there a set amount of time for the first Adar? So one opinion says, Yeah, it's always 30 days. The first Adar is always 30 days. It's a month, which the Gemara is going to explain to us means it could either be 29 or 30 days. So therefore we could say the Tana of our Mishnah holds like the Tanakama, that the first Adar is always 30 days. So since it's always 30 days, there's no reason to send out messengers for the second Adar because they're not going to have a suffix whether or not the first Adar was 29 or 30 days because they always know everywhere there's a set amount of time that the first Adar is always what? The first Adar is always is always 30 days. Now, there's an obvious question here which Joseph is bothered by, but how do they find out that it was a leap year? Right? Now, there's very good. If you know it was a leap year, then you know for sure that the first Adar is 30 days. But maybe they won't know it's a leap year at all. Teretz is, they'll know it's a leap year. Why? Because the messengers for Nisan didn't come. Right? Nisan is one of the months when the messengers come. If the messengers don't show up, what's pshat? Where's the messengers? Must be, they made it a leap year. Ah, and if they made it a leap year, how many days was the first Adar? There's a guarantee it was 30 days. As long as those two things are clear, they find out that it's a leap year from the fact that messengers of Nisan didn't come. And they also know for sure there's a set thing that a leap month of the first Adar is always 30 days. So there's no reason to send Shluchim for the second Adar. They'll, fi- they'll realize it was a leap year because the Shluchim of Nisan didn't come. And they know that the first Adar is always 30 days. So they'll know when to celebrate Purim. So therefore, there's no reason to send out Shluchim for the second Adar. Whereas, if you follow Shemun Gamliel's opinion that it could be either 29 or 30 days, so then even if they realize that it was a leap year, but they don't know how many days was the first Adar, 29 or 30. So they won't know when to celebrate Purim in the second Adar. That's why we have to send out messengers. Okay. So the Gemara just doesn't assume, what did Rabbi Shemun Gamliel mean when he said that it's a month? 
Right? It said the first odds are like the Tanakhama is 30 days from Gamliel said a month. So we assume that means always 29. So the Gemara asks, my Shloshim, why is it different according to the one that said it's always 30 days that we don't have to send out messengers? The Adi, they'll know when the second Adar begins because they know for sure there were 30 days in the first Adar. That's why you don't have to send out messengers. So Chodesh Nami Adi, but even if you go to Gamliel that it's a Chodesh, that it's always 29 days, so then the same thing. You know it's always 29 days. So the second Adar is always starting on day 30. So whether you all look at Tanakama or Rishim Gamliel, you all, you, either way you don't have to send out messengers. So the Gemara explains, no, Amar Papa, Mad Amar Chodesh, the one who said that it was a month, what he meant to say is that it could be either 29 or 30. Ratzah Chodesh, It means that Basin could either make the leap month either 29 days or it could also be 30 days. It could be one or it could be the other. It's like, Either one is possible. So like Rosh Hashim Gamliel, if people realize it's a leap year, but they don't know if, it was, if the leap month of the first Adar was 29 or 30 days, they'll be stuck without knowing when to celebrate Purim. So, like Rebbe, so, like, so that's how Rebbe got to his opinion, that we have to send out Shluchim to tell people um, that, that what, what, day, what day Rosh Chodesh was for the second Adar. Whereas, whereas, whereas our Mishnah, that holds, we don't have to send out Shluchim, our Tan of our Mishnah, held like the Tanakhama, that the first Adar is always a set 30 days. So as long as the people will figure out that it's a leap year from the fact that the Nissan messengers don't show up, we don't need to send out messengers telling them what day they were Makadesh Adar Shani. That's the Maskana of the Gemara. What shot in the Machlekes is the first Adar always a set 30 days or it could be either 29 or 30 days? What an interesting Machlekes, right? We're having a Machlekes on our hands. When you have a leap month, right? The extra Adar, is it a guarantee? Is there a din that it should be 30 days? Or no? Is it follow the regular pattern? Is it just um, a regular pattern that it, just like every other month where Basin could do either one? How does that work? So there's a very interesting Yerushalmi. When you have a leap year and you have two others, which one is the real other and which one is the leap other? Very interesting Chakira, right? You may ask me, who cares? This or that. Which one is the extra month? The Yerushalmi says a very hard svara that that's the Machlaikas. If the extra month is 30 days, a set thing, or if you know, it's extra 30 days, or if it's a elite month, that is totally whether or not the first Adar is viewed as being Adar, or it's viewed as Stam being extra days of a leap year. Very hard to figure out exactly what this far of the Yerushalmi is, why it's true, what it means that there's a real Adar, but these are the Torah of the Yerushalmi without fully understanding it, but just to understand that there is a deep significance in the Machlekes if it's always a set 30 days, or if it could be either 29 or 30. So bottom line is, is that that is now a derivative of that, is a machlokas about whether or not we have to send that shluchim for the second Adar. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Shuv and Levi testified in the names of the Kahala Kadish of Yerushalayim. Ashnei Adarim, when you have two Adars, that we always make Rosh Chodesh, um, we always make Rosh Chodesh of those months on the Yom Iber. The Yom Iber means literally the pregnant day, meaning the day 30 of the month. Meaning to say, both Adars should be Chaser. On day 30 of, of Adar, of the first Adar, we should declare Rosh Chodesh of Adar Sheni, meaning making the Adar one only at 29 days. And we should do the same thing on the Adar Sheni. Adar Sheni on its 30th day, we should declare Rosh Chodesh Nisan, meaning that Adar Sheni will only have 29 days. And the Gemara explains, We make sure that both Adars are always missing. We do not make them full. 
hard to understand exactly why. Why is there such a din? And the Gemara explains that this is against what Rav Nachman Chissa said. He said, Rav Simai testified in the name of Chagas Chayim Malachi. If there are two Adars, if Basin wanted to make them both full, they may do so. If they wanted to make them both Chaser, both with only 29 days, they could do so. To make one deficient and one full, you could do that. Meaning to make one, the first one full and the second one Chaser, you could also do that. This is the way that we do it Bagola uh, in Pompadisa. The way we do it is that we make the first one Malay and the second one Chaser. In the name of Rab, they said, You should always assume that it is that way. That the first Adar is full and the second Adar is missing. Unless you know, you find out specifically that the second Adar was done um, the second Adar was set in its time, meaning on day 30, then, which would make the first Adar Chaser. Unless you find that out, you should always assume that the first Adar was Malay and the second, and the second Adar was Chaser. That's the, the, the usual assumption for the length of Adar. So it could be theoretically, the Gemara is coming out, it could theoretically be that it's, that, it's, that it's not that way. But unless you know that way, you should assume it is. But Lamaid said, we end up with a big Machlokas. We end up with a big Machlokas if the first Adar, is it a Dinich is always 30? Is it Fakert? It should always be Chaser? Or could it be either way? We end up with three possibilities which go undecided. And again, the big nafkamina is, do you need to send out messengers again for the second Adar so that people can observe Purim? Because we're coming out of the Maskana, that that's clear. You got to do Purim again. If you celebrated Purim in the first Adar and then they made a leap year, you definitely need to celebrate Adar again. The question is simply, do you know automatically when Adar is? So according to one opinion that the first Adar is always 30 days, you don't need messengers. But otherwise, we would in fact need messengers to go out again for the second Adar.